everyone and welcome to another episode of the Young Lion Cast. I am your host, Rob Gordon. I'm joined as ever by the enigmatic Chris O'Brien. How are you, Chris? I'm alright. I'm living full on suck it and see and drinking some dandelion and burdock. Wow. I mean, your drink of choice has gone downhill since we've been doing the podcast. I mean, you were starting necking straight vodka, which is hardcore as fuck. What happened? Oh, well, your, my friends just go, oh, we're worried about your drinking habits. You drank every day this month. You should probably stop drinking. So I'd stop drinking just so they'd shut up. And... Fair play. Yeah. <laughs> That's <laughs> basically it. Oh, it's nice to see that your friends care about your health, though. Yeah, I'd, I'd say I'd say friends and family, but we both know that's a fucking lot. I love the fact that most people um, are looking at Stoptober, so where they don't drink a single drop of alcohol on any day in October. And what you did was you said, fuck it, and I'm going to do the complete yeah, opposite. Yeah, and people talking about no, not November, you can be sure as fuck I'm ignoring that. <laughs> I have a girlfriend, I'm probably going to be observing that. So, you know, let's... <laughs> You'd be doing that anyway. Don't pretend this part of this big... <laughs> <laughs> uh, ladies and gentlemen, we are a bit late uh, this week. Unfortunately, I had to take a school trip to London. And um, I love London. It's a great city. But fucking hell. Taking children on the tube. Good grief. Just the, the stress levels that you go through as a teacher is just ab- it's astronomical. There's two things you don't want to be like, um, Rob, is the Young Line podcast and your period. So. <laughs> but we are here. We are here, ladies and gentlemen, and we have got quite oh. a lot to talk about. Um, we're going to start just by looking at the World Tag League announcement. And in a way, I suppose it was good that we did delay the show because it did mean that the World Tag League teams were announced. Oh, thank God, we can talk about fucking Tag League. Thank <laughs> Christ. There's one thing I love talking about. It's fucking Tag Week. Fuck's sake. Chris is really excited, ladies and gentlemen. Really enjoys Tag League. Favourite part of the New Japan year. Um, We're then going to go through the Power Struggle show that happened on Sunday, the 3rd of November, giving our thoughts and our ratings regarding that show. And then we'll end by looking at the two New Japan shows, New Japan Showdown shows from Los Angeles, which will take place tomorrow. Well, depending on when you're listening to this, on Saturday and on Monday, I believe. Yes, so Saturday and Monday. We'll go through those and we'll just basically give our very, very quick thoughts. Before we do that, though, Chris, I've just got a couple of bits of news. So it was announced uh, yesterday uh, on a couple of sites that according to the Wrestling Observer newsletter, uh, Kenny Omega was stopped going into Japan for his return to DDT. Now, this apparently wasn't an issue. After a while, he was let back in and nothing was said. But this has led to an absolutely fantastic volley of rumours that New Japan are apparently operating the borders of Japan and are stopping Kenny Omega in some bizarre sort of perverse justice thing because he left them, apparently they're making sure he can't get into the country. I mean, that I, that's phenomenal. I, and to be fair, there's basically not a be it sheep fighting or wrestling company in Japan that's not connected to the Yakuza. But like, <laughs> I, I very much doubt 
that, like, we're talking about a company that has almost threatened to beat Brock Lesnar up in the airport. But Kenny Omega has basically no affiliation with New Japan right now. So it's just, like, Marx will believe anything. But, like, when WWE is actually um, doing PR for a corrupt government will turn the other cheek, I don't get Marx. I don't get them at all, Rob. I love just this last bit where it says, in addition, the Wrestling Observer Newsletter reported that something happened where there was an attempt to get Omega banned from going to Japan for 10 years. I mean, fucking hell. Talk about harbouring a grudge. Yeah. <laughs> oh, wait, did you see his map, the match he had with in DDT? It was quite fun. He and Ryu, he and Ryu make a decent tag team, but it just makes me miss the Golden Lovers. Seriously, but breakup to, it hit me hard Rob it hit me harder than my last actual breakup <laughs> I'm sure your ex-girlfriend has got it um, now which is mad but anyway go on I mean it's, abs- it's absolute bullshit isn't it it's absolute bollocks but it is fun to speculate um, I just I wanted to throw that in at the start just to just basically for a bit of a laugh this next bit of news, Chris, and this isn't confirmed basically I listen to a podcast called Super Jcast um, at Super Jcast they're amazing <laughs> I haven't listened to their podcast, but I do love their Twitter. They're very good with information. They are very, very good for information. Their podcast is absolutely amazing. They are basically the premier uh, New Japan podcast, apart from us, obviously. Um, obviously. But, yeah, go and check them out. They are absolutely incredible. Joel and Damon on the uh, Super J cast. But they have sort of... There have been rumblings that they've reported that there is going to be a very special match at Wrestle Kingdom 14 on one of the nights. Chris, have you heard about this special match? I'm going to assume it's a stardom thing, because he did briefly mention it before. <laughs> I did. Apparently, with Bushi Road having purchased stardom now, apparently they are going to put a stardom match, just the one, a stardom match on one of the nights of Wrestle Kingdom 14. Okay, two so questions, Chris, before you go into this, because you are, of the three of us, you are sort of the person to go to when it comes to I'm, Joshi I'm the in old general. watches stardom, yes. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Um, A, how do you feel about this? And B, what do you think we're going to see? Are we going to see a title match? Are we going to see a tag match? Are we going to see an exhibition six-woman tag match? What What are you expecting to see? Um, to be honest, I'm expecting it to be a lot like how Ring of Honor or Rep Pro have, have representation on the card since Rep, just through the Bushi Road affiliation, they're kind of in partnership. I just expect to see their name title on the line which would be the artist of no the art I could get confused because we don't actually have commentary the world it's either the world of stardom or the artist of stardom championship the red belt because they normally just go by the belt color which really doesn't help for fucking learning things but I'm expecting to see the red belt online and then would it if that's the case it would explain why Mayu won it because she's like that not their like ace but like their big star so like I wouldn't be surprised if it was like um, Mayu versus Momo because, like, Momo sort of their ace, mate. It was so, it's all, like, the equivalent of Kada Tanahashi without them having that massive rivalry. So, okay, Getsu. But also, she hangs people, so maybe not good for New Japan. <laughs> no, maybe not the right vibe you're trying to send out New Japan. Because um, I would explain why they took it off B, because they seem to be high on B, but, like, she's she she's really good, but, like, she can't necessarily keep up with, like, Mayu or Arissa or um, just a lot of people. It's a, they're very polished over in Saturday. You are a big Arissa fan. I, I, she's fucking right. She's fucking great, all right? She is the culture of Bushi of um, stardom. She throws amazing kicks. And, like, literally, all her defences, not against 
shitty imports have been really good, like Hazuki match, Tam Nakano, Jungle Kiona. Um, I haven't seen a Jamie Hayter match, but I've seen Matt's good because Jamie Hayter's really good. Um, yeah, I'm all in on a bit. She's probably my favorite in Stardom. Well, she's my favorite. She's my she's my favorite worker in Stardom. My fa- actual favorite in Stardom is Natsu Sumeri because she's like Toriyama but a set further. It's amazing. <laughs> I think New Japan have missed a trick by not making Toriyano a sex pervert. I just I think he's got that slimy gimmick. You say that, but I can't imagine Toriyano as a sexual being. Like, I imagine he just sort of like has a Ken doll instead of a penis. <laughs> like, like full on action man. Oh god, I don't want to think about Toriyano down there. Come on. Well, um, had, you could subscribe to my theory. There's nothing to think about. So that is true. That is true. Anyway, I just wanted to gauge your feelings on that because again, it has it's been a, announced. Analysis. Yeah. <laughs> People come to this podcast for <laughs> for journalistic accuracy. Clearly not. Um, obviously, Will Tag League has been announced. Now, Chris, we're going to try and get through this whole announcement without you moaning, okay? And then I'll let you loose to moan as much as you want at the end. Sound fair? Fine. <laughs> so, obviously, Will Tag League is coming up. It starts on the 16th of November, and we have the final on December the 8th in Hiroshima. Now, they did announce the teams, and I'll go through those in a moment. Unfortunately, Chris, and I will let you lose a little bit here at the moment, not... I'm not... Well... In fact, let me announce the teams, and then you can get all your ranting out in one go. Um, Not only is the World Tag League in one big block, uh, like it was last year, despite protestations from the fans... Um, they've also added two more teams, so it's longer as well. So, <laughs> bully, bully for us. Um, so what I'm going to do is I'm going to re- read through the official lineups for um, the World Tag League 2019. So the teams we have are the current champions, the current IWGP heavyweight tag team champions, the Grills of Destiny, uh, Finn Juice. Yano and Colt Cabana, Zack Sabre Jr. and Taichi, Lance Archer and Minoru Suzuki, Hir- uh, Tenzan and Satoshi Kojima, Togi Makabe and Tomowaki Homme, Evil and Sonada, Shingo Takagi and El Terrible, Chase Owens and Bad Luck Farley, Kenta and Yujiro Takahashi, Tomohiro Ishii and Yoshihashi, Hiroki Goto and Carl Fredericks, Manabu Nakanishi and Yuji Nagata, Toa Hanare and Hiroshi Tanahashi, Jeff Cobb and Mikey Nichols. Okay, so, Chris, I know absolutely none of the teams jump off the page to you, and that is unfortunately an inherent problem that New Japan has with the way they book things, unfortunately their tag team division sort of falls by the wayside and they just throw random mid-carders together to make teams. Of those teams that I've announced, are there any there that you think, hmm, interesting partnership, I look forward to looking at them? <laughs> no. <laughs> it's I've never seen such a stale lineup for a New Japan tournament in my fucking whole time watching it since Wrestle Kingdom 9. Jesus fucking Christ. The Young Lion Cup was fucking a more exciting prospect than Mitchell. Okay, I agree with you. Let's have a look at some of the teams then. Um, yeah. I've ever counted only five of them are like proper, like established tag teams. You look at the proper official, I say official, the established tag teams, like you say, you've got the Grills of Destiny, who are obviously the champions. 
Uh, you've got Tenkoji. You've got GBH. You've got Evil and Sonata. And, and got say again. And you've got Fit and Because they at least have a name. Of those names, two of the teams are fucking immobile. Well, that's, that's, that's not fair. Maccabe and Kojima aren't immobile, but fucking Tenzan and Homna are. Yeah. Um, okay, I'm not so watching it. Right. I'll, I'll join you, but I'm not fucking watching it. That's fine. I will watch it. I don't mind. But there are two things that I take issue with when it comes to the World Tag League announcement. The first is that you are absolutely right there doesn't seem to have been any thought put into the teams. I mean, with the exception of Zack Sabre Jr., they are a great team. I yeah, love them. I agree. I agree, but well, we'll go. I'll go into that a little bit in a minute. But you look at the teams. We have been dying for an Ishii and a Goto team. Dying for an Ishii and a Goto team, and again, it just seems to be. No, we're not going to give you that. For fuck's sake. I mean, we've had to draft someone in for Shingo. At least we have a Shingo in this World Tag League. Um, the One of the main stories this year, I say one of the main stories, one of the sort of underlying stories was the fact that Maccabe and Yano had reconciled. So it seems completely baffling to me that we have now separated them. We've got Colt Cabana in the World Tag League. To be fair, Cabana, but, but they will at least bring some comedy proceedings. I agree, but I mean, Yano does that anyway, no matter who he's with, and that was part of the you know, the the endearing part of the Yano and Ishii tag team. Um, looking at those teams, I mean, you're going to highlight, you can sort of see who New Japan are pushing by who is in the main event, and more specifically who is going to be in the main event at Corrigan Hall. Now, so the dates of Krakowin Hall are the 17th and 18th of November and then the 28th and the 29th of November. Now, the main events on those shows are Evil and Sonata versus El Terrible and Shingo. You've got Finn Juice versus Taichi and Zack Sabre Jr. Then you've got Evil and Sonata versus Taichi and Zack Sabre Jr. And then you've got Yoshihashi and Tomohiro Ishii against Evil and Sonata. Now, I don't want to label, you know, lay doom and gloom at your door, Chris, but we cannot possibly get another Evil and Sonata versus Gorillas of Destiny final. It's going to fucking... It's going to happen. <laughs> like, I'm fine with tag divisions falling down the wayside, especially with as many singles titles as New Japan has. But if you're going to do that, don't subject us to... I say subject us. I'm not fucking watching it. But, like, don't subject your fans to it. Like, don't... You, they basically create... The last two months of the year post-Power Struggle are just not worth watching. Like, I'll be honest with you, Rob. I cancelled my New Japan World and um, Pirates of Pi um, Power Struggle because I don't want to pay for a month of Tag League. Wow. You want that, that against what... World Tag League? No. No. It's... But here's the thing. New Japan World does it weirdly where you can where your cancel date and payment date isn't when you sign up but on the first. So I'm sort of like I'm not paying my monthly subscription for this one show that I'm not hot for. So you're going to cancel it and then re 
restarted yeah. on the 1st of January. Yeah, we started on the 1st of January. I just don't bother with December and... Because Jesus fucking Christ, Rob. <sighs> I mean, it, they've made it very, very difficult to get any anything close to excited for this show. You can even roll your eyes at what I'm about to say, but how stardom is their type league is perfect because they have it as an undercard thing to run regular proceedings. Because how stardom basically work, they have their tour and then like once or twice a month they'll be in Corrick and Hall and that's where the titles are defended. So like if New Japan just made this a regular tour with like a couple, like another ta- another match and a fuck it, let's say a junior tag match. Um, tag main event in Kurikan or something, and then just have the tag league as an undercard thing, I'd be completely fine with it. But the fact that it's the complete focus and they clearly don't put any effort into it, and we haven't, well done of watching, we've never really put effort into it. I mean, like, with the exception of the um, Great Bash Heel story, there's basically no effort ever put into tag league, so it's very fucking hard to care. Like, I'm not even mad, I just, I'm so indifferent towards tag league. Okay. Especially so, since half, half of it is single camera stuff and half the last few years is to go by and like there's a lot of repeated spots. I mean like spots I thought would come first night like when Cobb and Elgin were passing people between each other. They were doing that every night like matches get like we think we get like G1 fatigue or Super Juniors fatigue at least like near the end of Super Juniors and G1 we were having match of the years mostly thanks to Will Ospreay but still like I'd rather there's so much ref, wrestling out there Rob. There's so much, and it's just not worth it. Okay. Well, going down this list of teams now, let's eliminate some teams that aren't going to win the World Tag League. Okay? Gorillas of Destiny are going to be the tag champions, so they aren't going to win it. Okay? They aren't going to do that to us. They aren't going to do make us watch this entire Tag League only for the champions to win it and choose their own opponent anyway. Are you saying they won't fuck us because they fucked us last year? Oh, yeah, that's a good point. Let's hope that doesn't happen again. Okay, so they are, for me, they aren't going to win it. It's going to be Evil and Sonata. Let's not even bother eliminating it. It will be Evil and Sonata. Name another legitimate team there. Well, you say it's going to be Evil and Sonata. After Power Struggle, we are clearly leading to something else, especially for Sonata. Unfortunately, that leaves Evil behind, but I think there was enough... There was enough of something there to say to me... Sonata is going to be in a singles match on one of those cards. And we'll go into that when we look at Power Struggle, but for me, it's enough to eliminate Evil and Sonata from winning it. Now, if you eliminate the champions in Evil Sonata, okay, you're not going to have Shingo and Al Terrible winning it. You're not going to bring someone in for a tour and then have them win it. It's, it just isn't going to happen. Um, the Goto and Carl Fredericks team, unfortunately, that team has a young line in it. They aren't going to win it. Kenta is the never open weight champion. Not going to happen, okay? So, can you see Yano and Colt Cabana winning Tag League? <laughs> really? Wait, last, but last year, I did predict best friends, so... That's true. Okay, so for me, they aren't going to win. Lance Archer is the United States champion, okay? They aren't going to win it, which leaves us with the following teams. Finn Juice, Sabre and Taichi, but Sabre is the current British heavyweight champion for RevPro and will probably be defending it on the what, Wrestle Kingdom card. He's not Being going the, to win it. The two knights of the dome might help that. I don't know. I personally don't see someone who is a singles champion. 
also being in the tag team championship picture. I just don't see it. For me personally, and again, Zach is going to be defending that Rev Pro Championship. I don't see him winning tag leagues well. Much as I would love to see Zach and Taichi there, and I would because I think they're a fantastic team. I would love to see them win it. I just don't think they will. It leaves us with <laughs> Tenkoji, GBH, Chase Owens and Bad Luck Farley. No. Ishii and Yoshihashi. No, because Ishii would probably be going for... I'm, I, I'm pretty sure we'll end up with Kenta again, unless one of the things um, teased on Power Struggle actually happens. Exactly. We've got Nakanishi and Nagata, which just isn't going to happen. Nagata can still go, but Nakanishi's barely mobile. Um, Hinari and Hiroshi <clears throat> Sorry, a no. really bad throw. Again, from Power Struggle... We know that Tanahashi isn't going to be wrestling for the tag team titles on one night when he's got such a high-profile match on the second. Cobb and Nichols. So... You know about Cobb and Nichols? That's such a high start that then fucking drops. It's the fucking lost of wrestling. Could you... If there was one team here that encapsulates how thrown together this tag league is... Cobb isn't even in chaos. Nichols is chaos. <clears throat> yes, he is. Yes, he is. Sorry, for anyone who's listening, I've got a really bad throat. That's why I keep coughing. I keep trying to mute my mic before I do it. But if you do hear me coughing, I'm sorry. It must. I'm really trying to not do it in my mic. He hasn't had this bad a throat since back, though. Oi. Um, the three teams for me are... Well, the two teams it's between are Finn Juice and Ishii and Yoshiashi. I still think it's going to be even Sonata and... Quite frank... <laughs> I I really don't want to be demon gloom about this. New Japan is one of my main stops for wrestling, so like the fact that I'm skipping this is bad for me. <sighs> my, I think it will be Ishii and Yoshihashi, and bear with me. The reason I think this, they made and on the Destruction Tour, obviously um, Ishii and Yoshihashi went for the tag titles against the uh, Grills of Destiny, didn't win it. And you had, most most of the match was about how Yoshihashi had been in the company for so long and had not won a championship, okay? He'd never won a championship. He'd had opportunities, never did it. We know, Chris, that New Japan don't, they don't do anything without good reason. And it seems to me that if that's going to be the storyline it makes sense for him and Ishii to win the tag titles. Now, you mentioned Ishii going against Kenta. I'll talk about why I don't think that is going to happen. Um, but I just, I don't know. I see, though, it's either it's either going to be those two or Finjuice. Yeah, so I see you internalized logic there. Um, to be fair, my, my analytical part of my brain's up shut off as soon as Tag League was mentioned. <laughs> You never know, man. There might be a couple of good matches. I doubt it. No, that's why I'm doing this with you because I'll have like the half hour of you go, well, that's worth checking out. And I'll probably check it out and go, that was a fine match. I'm glad I didn't watch the rest of them. So. <laughs> well, that's that's enough World Tag League talk for now. Um, obviously, the World Tag League, again, 16th of November it starts and it will end on December 8th in Hiroshima. And by the end of this tour, we will have a very, very full picture of what is going to be happening at Wrestle Kingdom 14. Now, that leads me in very, very well to the Power Struggle show 
that we have just watched from the 3rd of November 2019. Now, overall, Chris, before we analyse this card, what did you think of this show? It was fine. It was good. I don't regret watching it. I'll probably not rewatch anything from it. It was fine. <laughs> For me... This was a far better a far better card and a far more consistent card than King of Pro Wrestling. The undercard was better than marquee matches at King of Pro Wrestling were miles better though. You say that. Well, I'll tell you what, should we go through it match by match? Um yeah. we started with an eight man tag team match with the team of TJP, Clark Connors, Titan and Voldor Jr. defeating the team of Jushin Thunder Liger, Tiger Mask, Taguchi, and Yuya Uemra at 5 minutes and 34 seconds after a detonation kick. Now, it's a your typical undercard match, nothing offensive. Um, the one thing I wanted to ask you, Chris, with what happens later on in the card, we're rapidly running out of people for Jushin Thunder Liger to face in this final match on January 5th. Yeah, because um, our big thing was Uhuromi. And then I imagine something will be set up. I imagine Liger doesn't quite want the um, pressure of going against like a Hiromi. But then again, he kept up with Ishimori earlier in the year, so I don't quite. We definitely are running out. Although I really enjoyed this. You said nothing offensive. That implies that it was boring. I wasn't bored during this match. I really enjoyed it. Especially the. Every, it's like um, with Titan and Vododor. Every time I see um, the CMLL guys doing like Fantastic Mania, I'm like. This is cool. I should check out CMLL. I mean, I never fucking did. I must admit, T-Town is much improved. Much improved. Especially at the start of the Best of Super Juniors, I found him very boring and quite by the numbers. I think the issue you had in Super Juniors was you had much more interesting um, leeches in there with Dragon Lee and Bandida. Yeah, that might be it. Because, like, if T-Town was put... I'm pretty sure if T-Town was put in a match... But again, Voldemort Genius is, like, one of CMLL's main guys. And to be fair... I loved Volador here. I loved the short burst he had. Yeah. Um, I especially loved his Spider-Man gear, which is the suit from Spider-Man PS4. Great game. Rob can't play it because he has an Xbox fucking loser. But, um... Unnecessarily yeah, this, harsh. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I love seeing TJP. Yes, I agree. I mean, I'm sure you read that tweet or his, his Instagram post where he mentioned how basically he was told what he could and couldn't do and he was told to hold his style back anything that resembled a move that anyone else did he wasn't allowed to do and referees would often be told to cut matches short and things like that and basically he said I I couldn't wrestle as me and I think matches like this and I did catch a few of the Super Junior Tag League matches um, and he is an extremely good wrestler and the more that we are to see of TJP in New Japan I would be more than happy with that. More than no, happy. I think you just need to like even outside of like his impact stuff, PWG stuff, what have you. Um, like the slightly more obscure part that mainstream fans might not see. You just look at his cruiserweight classic stuff, and he was a standout. Like him was a standout in the field with Gagano, Champa, Grand Metal League, Abushi, Zack Saber Junior. You know, like he was a he felt like a deserving winner among that field. So yeah, absolutely. I mean, you look at people who stood out in that tournament and you know if you believe the rumors obviously the tournament was made apparently for Zack Sabre Jr um but it was ZSJ it was Kota Ibushi it was Cedric Alexander and it was TJP those were your four 
Aside from Gagano, like it, it, it seems to be a minority here, the Gagano Champa match in that tournament is my favorite one in the tournament. I know most people say Alexander and Ibushi, and I see that, but I prefer the Gagano Champa match just personally. Yeah. Um, moving back to this match, five stars. I think that's fair. I gave it a six just because I enjoy seeing the luchas so much, but I think that's just because I'm not used, with the exception of Dragon Lee, who wrestles a bit more strong style than he does lucha. Um, I'm not used to seeing this sort of stuff in New Japan, so that might have just been a um, culture shock type thing. So I'll go with your five. Okay, cool. Who have you got for Liger, man? <sighs> Candy Floss. <laughs> <laughs> would he be out of the realms of possibility of him facing someone like I don't know a Marafuji maybe I wouldn't be surprised if he put, gave him a heavyweight okay but you look at heavyweights what has been yeah. announced at, the rest, at Wrestle Kingdom all of the heavyweights that, and this is no disrespect to anyone, but all of the heavyweights that are worthy of Jushin Thunder Liger's last match are tied up in programs. And the last thing people want as Liger's last match is another foray into a Tiger Mask or a Maccabee. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I'd, I imagine we're not even going to know until January 4th. It'll certainly be interesting. We'll see. It, when's what? What day's the tag? The junior match on again? Uh, the fifth. Fifth. Okay, so that's definitely her. I mean, um, I think anyway. I think I will double check that, but I think it's the fifth. Okay. Oh well. Um, I don't know. I genuinely like after Hiro- after like Suzuki and Hiromi were your main people and best ups tied up. So I literally cannot answer that question. <laughs> Let's move on, because we could drive ourselves insane with this, because I, I'll i be honest, I was convinced it was going to be Tanahashi, so uh, I was clearly very, very wrong. Um, we move on then to the second match, which was a tag team match with the current IWGP Junior Heavyweight Tag Team Champions El Fantasmo and Taiji Shimori, defeating the Chaos Team of Rocky Romero and Robbie Eagles at 8 minutes 42 with the CR2. Good match. Really, really we good def- match, this. Really fun match. Um, EOP, the main spot being EOP carrying Rocky um, while doing an old school to Egos. It was fairly spectacular, even when he lost his balance at the end, which was slightly terrifying. The only thing that could... You think that's terrifying? You did see the bark that happened with the Priestley and Mayo Otani, right? Oh, God, yeah. That was that was scary. Could oh, my God. I, for people who don't know, um, going for a hurricane runner was Mayo. Um, B Priestley lost her footing before she could rotate and just drop Mayo right on her neck. She's really lucky that Mayo's neck is made of rubber because Jesus Christ. Um, it was not a good spot. It was not pleasant. But anyway, um, the only thing that would have made this better if while Robbie was walking along, he'd started singing Biker Taker song. <laughs> You've done along. it you now! Oh, <laughs> that would have been amazing. But yeah, this was... Fun again. I'm really happy that Rocky still has it because we thought he lost it and he hasn't, and it's amazing. Um, Chaos has a few too many juniors, in my opinion, but you know, yeah, that yeah, I agree with that. Um, but to be fair, there's at least a ton of people to take over when Osprey eventually moves up. Um, yeah, just it was fun, like obviously. 
Eagles and Rocky weren't going to win because then they'd have claim for a junior tag title shot. I and... genuinely thought that was going to happen. I genuinely <laughs> was like, after last year, why the fuck not? Just go for it. <sighs> to be fair, now nah, to be fair, I prefer the result that happened, kind of, in theory. But yeah, this, this is fun. We've harped on it. We've talked about it a bit longer than we kind of had to, really, because it was mostly just fun. It was mostly a regular junior match for that one spot. But yeah. It was. I really enjoyed it. That one spot got it seven for me. I gave it a six because I'm not thinking with my heart, which is clearly <laughs> what you're thinking with. Oh, do you think I'm thinking with my heart now? Wait till we get to the Taiji match. Um, Taiji Shimori. Is he sort of being... I don't want to say the word buried. I don't want to say the word buried. He's not being buried. Is he's he... not being... Okay, no. I don't want to say buried because he's not being buried. Is he sort of lost in the shuffle at the moment? Uh, when I consider where he was at the beginning of the year, like at the beginning of the year, he was like the hottest junior, other than maybe Shingo. Like he beat Kushida for the title, and then he had he had a really good run actually. He 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 dragged really like eight out of ten, nine out of ten matches out of um, both Liger and Taguchi. Yes, he did. That match with Taguchi was surprisingly good, and the Liger match was a nine-star match. Absolutely. So it's ha- it's really hard to. I don't know. I think the problem is he's teamed with ELP, who is mo- probably the most charismatic junior outside of Osprey. I don't know, man. I... Call it a hot take. I'm, I'm. I can't. I can't take to Fantasmo, and we've discussed this on the podcast you before. Have... I don't know whether it's. You, you were hot on him before he got to New Japan, but you're not massive on him in New Japan. No, and I don't know if it's because he's trying too hard as a heel or whether, you know, I, I don't know what it is, Chris. I just, I cannot, I don't know whether it's because it's the same five moves of Doom or I don't know what it is. I'm just, I'm not hot on Phantasmo, horrible as that sounds. And, you know, potentially, you know, an in inverted commas hot take as that <laughs> might be. Um, well, he's he's very precise, very crisp. His moveset is a bit bland. Like hit this, a lot of his finishes are a bit dull. The CR two is a terrible finisher. Awful. Oh, absolutely! It's like, it's like the neutralizer and the Styles Clash had a shit baby. I mean, you look at Ishimori for this finish. Ishimori hit the bloody cross for That's them such- for El Fantasma to at the CR two, and the bloody cross is such a better move. Such a good. That's me. Ishimori has a very exciting move set, and he does the best. Everyone seemingly does a fucking. Um, swing down into a from the ropes into a German suplex now, but he does it better. He does it the best. Absolutely. Anyway, we again we've talked far too long about that. Uh, Bully Club take the victory, and it's not the last time in the night we'll be seeing them. Six man tag team action next match three with the Los Ingenobles de Japon team of Evil Sonada and Shingo Tagaki defeating Suzuki Gun team of Suzuki Zack Sabre Jr. and the United States champion Lance Archer at 9 minutes and 7 seconds with an inside cradle. Go on, Chris. Where was Suzuki's theme? I was just going to say this. They came out to the new IWGP United States Heavyweight Champions music, which isn't the worst music in the world, to be fair. No, it's not. And to to heavy, everybody dies comes, comes out of nowhere from that. It really does. It really does come yeah, from absolutely like, nowhere. Like, everybody, and it's uh, it's awful. It's that bit. I don't like the bit before the everybody dies. But after that, the song becomes a bit hype. But yeah, if, when you have Suzuki, Suzuki has the best entrance music in New Japan. 
I'd say so. Yeah, I don't think there's anyone with better better music than him. He, he is definitely the most memorable music in Japan. I'm like, so why the fuck wouldn't you use it? It's a bit. It's a. I'm, I'm dwelling on this because this match had very little else. There's a nice pumping bomber from Shingo, but that's about it. This match was, you know, the whole the whole point of Power Struggle is that you are it's, building towards Wrestle Kingdom. Yeah, you've seen one Suzuki Gun versus Lij match. You've seen them all. Yeah, and I think this was more to set up two potential feuds here. So we have got Sonata getting the inside cradle victory over British heavyweight champion Zack Sabre Jr. Now, in my eyes, that means we are going to get Sonata versus Zack um, at Wrestle Kingdom for that title. Don't forget, I believe Sonata beat ZSJ uh, in the opening night of the G1 as well, so he does have a claim to that title. He did, and it was the third best match of night. Nah, second best match in night one. So. Very, very good match. Now, are you happy with that? Do you think that's, you know, considering the push Sonada has been given this year, are you happy to see that at Wrestle Kingdom? Yeah, any, any title match is better than no title match, I guess, and everything else sort of tied up. So, like, honestly, I'd rather have that than... Um, I'd, I would much rather have that than a... Another fucking evil in Sonata versus Gorillas versus uh, Gorillas the Destiny match. So yeah, I'm fine with that. Nobody wants that. <laughs> um, the other potential for you now. This one is slightly more up in the air, but I do I do think we've had enough for this to be happening. Um, is going to be probably a special singles match between Shingo and Suzuki. I'm done with that. Shingo works well with veterans. Look at the Kojima match earlier this year. Oh my god, I'm so down with that. I mean, good grief, just. Just, I mean, one of my favourite matches last year, and I talk about this match all the damn time, considering it didn't make our end-of-year match list, uh, was Suzuki versus Ishii, just beating the living shit out of each other. And if Shingo proved anything in the G1, is that he is a tough motherfucker. So... Uh, yeah, so... Yeah, I'm, I'm fine with that. I'm totally fine with that. Um, we'll have to see, though. I think that one's a bit more pain this guy. Yeah, absolutely. Five stars? Five, yeah. Nothing wrong, nothing right. Exactly. The pumping bomb is always nice. Always, always. Um, then again, we're talking to Stan Hansen fans. Oh, Stan Hansen. Oh. Um, match four. Tag well, team action again with the team of Hiroshi Tanahashi and Kota Ibushi defeating the Chaos team of Kazuchika Okada and Yoshihashi at 10 minutes and 51 with the high fly flow. If you've got a team of Hiroshi Tanahashi and Kota Ibushi and you are facing any team with Yoshihashi in it, guess who's taking the fall? This had... Very little to talk about. It was a solid match, a really good match. This was more about the post-match angle. Yeah. Um, he's got a preview of Okada and Ibushi, but only the best signature spot, so we don't get any given away for the rest of the kingdom. So that's good. Exactly. Post-match, Hiroshi Tanahashi is celebrating, and we get a video package. The video package is of seemingly 20, maybe 25, Hiroshi Tanahashi's, they are playing air guitars, and then they are suddenly beaten down by a man in a spiky jacket. And lo and behold, it is Le Champion, Chris Jericho. And Chris Jericho announces that he wants Hiroshi Tanahashi at the Tokyo Dome on the 5th of January. Now, this is clearly to complete Chris Jericho's set of having the four pillars of New Japan in Kenny Omega, Tetsuya Naito, Okada, and Tanahashi. Are you down for this, Chris? What are you feeling for this? It'd be fine. It would be a fine match, assuming Tanahashi... Because Tanahashi is basically going to have Toa Hanami do all the fucking work in Tag League. So he's basically getting a month off. 
So his knee should be at at least 50%. So we, <laughs> we should be... We should be an alright match. Um, honestly, I'm expecting to have a quality of the Okada match. Maybe the quality of the first Naito slash Evil match, if we're lucky. Yeah. Um, I think Tanahashi has always worked better when he's working from underneath, when he's working as the babyface in peril. Tanahashi plays that so well. And I think Jericho works better when he's dominating a match and beating the living shit out of someone, as proved by, you know, the Kenny Omega match, for example, where he spent a lot of time on top, or the Naito match at Wrestle Kingdom 13, where he spent a lot of time on top. And I think that dynamic could certainly work. My question to you, Chris, is who wins? That's a good point, actually, because... Um, Carl Stanley's AEW champion. Well, he may not be. Full gear predictions on our Twitter. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I genuinely don't know because, like, we've counted Jericho out quite a lot in New. Well, we counted him out twice, and then he beat Naito. It's like, well, I guess we can never fucking count him out again. Um, I don't know. I genuinely don't know. You're gonna, I'm gonna. We're gonna need more build before I can tell. It's, it's a difficult one because is this the last time we're going to see Jericho in New Japan? Probably. You know, what well, else is there for him to do? Jay White? Not really, no. Um, um, Shingo. To that, there's a lot of matches that would be cool, but whether or not they'd be good. Like, he sort of ran the gambit of, like, he's faced all the pillars that were the pillars when he came in. Yeah, I mean, the only one really that there is any potential is, is potentially Kota Ibushi. Yeah, but like he wasn't. Yeah, I think that would be more to serve an AEW angle. Like if he was feeding the Omega, then like being able to come up with anything compelling. Yeah, well, we'll when it's AEW contract, apparently that he can go to Japan when that, um, when as long as it doesn't clash with AEW dates. So. Yeah, but it's also an Omega's contract, and you know Omega's trying to is banned for well, ten years from Japan, apparently. Well, no, Omega can fight wherever he wants as long as it doesn't clash. But also, he's using that to fight in like AAA and DDT like stuff, places he actually wants to wrestle. Yeah, it, it's such a shame that their relationship's soured, isn't it? Really, it is. But like, move on, people. We can't can't dwell on that. Yeah, we can't dwell on that. This. I, I'm, I'm relatively excited with of all the like proper, properly announced matches. It's probably the one I'm least looking forward to. Yeah. Like not in terms of I'm not looking forward to it, but like, you know, Ibushi versus Okada. Oh my god, thanks. Oh my god, it's going to be incredible. We move on then to match five, which was the special singles match between Tetsi with Tetsi and Naito, sorry, defeating Taichi at twelve fifty six with the Destino. Go on, Chris. <laughs> I love this match. I've actually, I'm not even past Makauchi by it. I did really, really enjoy the match. Like the drama of the crowd was fun. A super Kurokin ran and counted into a fucking powerball. This is, it's probably my favorite Tai Chi match. No, it's not my favorite Tai Chi match. I think the Osprey matches were better. Um, also, him versus Liger at Better Super Genius. That was. In terms of storytelling, that's second and on Tai Chi is just a great heel. Um, and also, oh Christ, what's the one we, um, his Ishii matches, I think, are rather spectacular. But this was really good. I, there was a Northern Lights bomb, which I actually popped for, because what a fucking move. It was amazing. Honestly, these two, 
And I ragged on their match at the new beginning in Sapporo. And the reason I ragged on it was because, not because of their work in ring, because if it was based well, purely on in ma- ring, it would have ma- been great. That match, the match in that match were really good. You can see how good we are from their G1 matches. Exactly. Wow. It's, it's the... 10 minutes of bullshit. Uh, yeah, it's the Azuka factor. But... But there was no bullshit in this match. Tai Chi just wanted to embarrass Naito. And that Tai Chi, that vindictive, basically cunt Tai Chi, was brilliant. And in this match, I just I, I was fully engaged in this match. The only reason, the only negative thing in this match was that it only went 12 minutes. <laughs> it was way too short. Yeah, far was, too uh, short for me. Like, far too could, short. Like, for example... The best one in the world, the LP Shimori Eagles Rocky match, really didn't need to be there. You could have cut that, given the how, however much time, put them in in the opening tag or whatever, and give them that time to Tai Chi and Niall. But that being said, still really enjoyable. Um, a lot of really really good counters, and also I have a question about Niall's new set because it's always puzzled me. And I, I keep forgetting to ask, but I noted it down specifically. How come the running Destino is less effective than the regular Destino? Um, is it because Kevin Kelly doesn't have enough time to get his full Destino ejaculation out? You think that's it? Do you think it's sort of like the, um, Kevin Kelly's Destino shout is what the urn is to Undertaker? Yes, I think that's exactly what it is. It charges Naito up like um, wireless charging on an iPhone. I hate... Kevin, although um, Chris Charlton continued to be great in this match, bringing up a lot, bringing up a lot of great historical facts. Also, uh, they talked about Tai Chi's music career, and <laughs> what this is a bit that made me laugh is like, um, Amiho Abi was his only fan, and um, Kevin Kelly was like, "You could do worse," and then Dino Gambino just went, "I have." <laughs> I know you. I know you don't particularly like Gino Gambino. He has greatly oh. grown on me, massively. He, so he, he's become less obnoxious. So I'm fine. With, he's he's probably actually listening to notes he's being given and improving. So I can respect that. Um, I don't know how new he is to commentary. I've seen some of his matches, but I'm pretty sure he's turned up in progress a couple of times. Are you happy with this three-man booth? If these were the three to commentate on. Wrestle Kingdom 14, which they probably will be. With when you look at Don Callis's, you know everything he's doing with Impact, the chances of him being able to get out of it for just Wrestle Kingdom is very, very slim. I think the chances are we're going to get this three man booth. He still turned up uh, last year's Wrestle Kingdom, and he had the same commitments. He's turned up a few times this year, so they they rotate people out with keeping Callie and Charlton as a sort of do fair. Charlton's great. I love him. Yeah, Charlton is great. I gave I, this I eight stars, Chris. So did I. This was really good. I did this is probably the third, third best Tai Chi match of the year after the Ishii matches. I did briefly consider giving this seven because of how short it was, but do you know what? Fuck it. It's tai Chi. I don't give him enough credit sometimes, so fuck it. The axe you bombs are great. The one time he was going to win match of the week, you fucking cheated and got one from fucking la- the week before. And I'm like, fuck you. Fuck you, Rob. <laughs> Oh, great stuff. So, the most predictable match in the entire world was match six, where we saw the Super Junior Tag League 2019 final match with Rapongi 3K winning it for an unprecedented third time in a row. In uh, a oh, row. sorry, no. Second time in a row. Is it second time in a row? With Rapongi Vice winning it 
the year before oh. that. Because uh, they won junior, no, because they won the championships first time in. I keep getting all that mixed up because the junior division means fuck off since the Bucks left. But I'm sick of it. But we, didn't we just have this match at uh, King of Pro Wrestling as well? Yeah, Rapongi 3K defeated the Suzuki Gun team of Yoshinobu Kanemaru and El Desperado at 14 minutes and 13 seconds with the 3K. Um, yeah, we did. We've, we've seen this match a lot, Rob. This is also at last year's Dominion. It was also the opening match of the Super Junior Tag League this year. We've, we've seen these guys tangle up in several, in different ways, too many times for it to be interesting. And to be fair, taking show out was a good move. Had me interested for a good 30 seconds. <laughs> and then, and to be fair, seeing Sho slowly crawl, that was quite good. But then he got there, and Sho things happened. And I love Sho. And to be fair, I like Yo. Yo's a bit more of a Gashida figure where he's a bit boring. I, 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 I really like the Pongi 3K, but they have been overpushed, haven't they? They've been, they've been leaned on a bit heavy. I think the problem was they New Japan weren't expecting the books to leave. And no. the but books, fact, they, even though they were heavyweights, even though they were heavyweights, I don't think they fully prepared the junior tag division for the books no. moving on. You see with Shingo... Oh, I accidentally dropped my Paddington coin. Um, you see with like Shingo moving up and the Voss, we're about to move up. The junior division embrace that. Like you have um, Eagles, Phantasma, um, Return of Hiromu. Like you have... Virginia division's braced. The tag divisions, on the other hand, are not braced for anyone to leave. No, and unfortunately, um, in my opinion, I don't see Rapongi 3K being a tag team at Wrestle Kingdom 15. No, um, maybe not. I don't, just... The fact that we're talking about the booking of the match itself speaks to how run of the mill this was after the attack. <laughs> yeah, Suzuki Goon def- um, beat the shit out of Rapongi 3K before the match, and then it was it was a very standard Rapongi 3K Suzuki Goon match. There was nothing of any real note. It was it was very standard, good, crisp. I love Despy. Six stars, <laughs> I think. I we, we, we 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 both love Despy, and we both love Kanemaru. He's not a guilty pleasure. Oh no, Kanemaru's um, great. Yeah, fucking Kevin. But, but it's weird, because like, the least interesting person in this match is Yo. I think if Yo was to go on his own, I think... He'd be a, I, said, I think I said this already, he'd be quite a Kushida figure. I don't know. I'd think he'd be a Kushida figure if he was to remain face. I think if he was to go heel and be a more... Because if you look at his moves, especially in Best of the Super Juniors, Sho has the more... I don't know, the more baby face moveset, the more power moves, whereas Yo relies a lot on the submission game, and I can see him being quite cynical with it and quite cold with it. It's very easy for Show. I think it's almost as easy for Show to be here, because a lot of it is technical within, especially within the junior division. Like you start overpowering people, that's just not junior wrestling. And with how the junior division builds itself, it's more like a collective trying to stand out. I think that I think that's more a better way to go over here. Yeah. Anyway, Rapongi 3K uh, won the Junior Tag League again, which I think I everyone they... knew was going to happen. And then EOP and Ishimori steal the trophy. Which so... was brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. Though, it came after the tamest belt shot to the face I think I've ever seen. Oh, that's like the equivalent of Lance Storm's chair shots. It's just It's the equivalent of an edge spear. It was uh, It was dreadful. 
It's the equivalent of a hefty penalty kick. I made a, <laughs> I made a football reference. I don't you did. I'm right. so proud of you. I'm so... I don't know who Pesky is. I love the fact that <laughs> this is the first time you've ever made a football reference in one of our podcasts, and it's Emil Heskey that you've referred to. <laughs> Outstanding. I know he's because I, I know there was a drive to get him on the front cover of FIFA, and then that failed. I saw people try to get him on the front cover of Pez. So, oh, outstanding! I gave, like I say, I gave the six stars, Chris. What, what did you give it? Yeah, I gave it six. If, honestly, if I hadn't seen this match so many fucking times in the last year and a half, I might have given it a seven. Um, but no, not not a seven. It's a six. Yeah, absolutely. We then go to match seven. Uh, we're moving into the three main events of the show, and this was the never open weight championship match with the champion Kenta defeating Tomohiro Ishii at 20 minutes and 12 seconds with the go to sleep. Now, everyone assumed that this would be the match that we were supposed to get at Royal Quest before Kenta took a nasty, nasty bump on his dome. And fuck me, was it? This was a great match. This is really good. This is. This division is where Kenta belongs. Oh, 100. And how many times have we said, Chris, that this division should be there? I'm going to beat the living piss out of you, d- division. Yeah, and like it was getting there last. And was, that's what the Red Pro title more was last year because Goto had the fucking number belt. <laughs> that is true. That is true. But... I think we're still, we're still in sort of a phase where we're trying of taking the number belt seriously because Chris Charlton brought up an alarming fact where, with his one defense against Yoshihashi, Kenta is the only person to have a successful defense in over a year since Goto in 2018. That's it's when an alarming can, fact. When you consider Will Osprey has held that title this year, Abushi's held that title. Wait, this that's year. not right. Osprey defended Osprey... against uh, Dalton Castle at um, right. on a rising. Oh yeah, he did. I forgot about that match. <laughs> I mean, I don't. Are they canon, really? <laughs> I was going to say it's basically a Ring of Honor show. So. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's not really canon, is it? We'll just we'll sweep that under the rug. Put it under the rug, yeah. Um, so <laughs> okay, so, so he's joint. He's now the most successful. It doesn't matter because he's now the most successful with two defenses. Yeah, it's is it. He came out as well on Chris Allen and said that I believe that the average defense of a never open weight champion is 1.2. That's right. 1.2 defenses. So basically, one defense is the average. That's awful. It's, I always, I always get like when, but when people go like one point, especially when it's like people, it's like the, um, the average amount of people who will get um, a stub toe in a day is 1.5 out of three, and I'm like. How do you get half a person? Is it just like one person and then a Nazi? One person and a Nazi. <laughs> Brilliant. Um, it's it's to realise that Nazis do have families and we also deserve to be shot. That bit's even more important. Now, um, anti-fascist accents. Anyway. <laughs> this was just a striking masterclass. I mean, Kenta I have, slapping the have, bald head of Ishii. I was like, are you a madman? What are you doing, you lunatic? He's gonna, you're going to fucking die. And then, like, Ishii's lariats are just... Mm. Um, Kenta's kicks are getting back to where they were very quickly. Yeah, I agree. Like, when when you see, like... As much as with Ishii what didn't even have kicks, this, then again, I guess Ishii just wouldn't feel it because he's made of pure fucking stone. But... 
Like, but I say it's made of stone. Ishii, uh, that's his nickname, but like, Ishii doesn't look like it was carved out of stone more than like he was thrown on the ground and then he was the remains of, he's what remained of the main stone after everything else fell off. No, I agree. I, he's, he's just, his neck seems to descend more and more into his shoulders every time he, I see him. He looks, like when he's in a suit, he looks like a Yakuza boss. I wouldn't mess with him, even though I know no. that, you know, it's wrestling and, you know, even though some of those fucking... Even though he's, oh best mates with, he's best mates with Toriano for the same reason Suzuki had the stupid hair, because, like, are you going to mess with him? Are you re- like, he can have the, whatever fucking company he wants. The man is a fucking lunatic. Um, there was one <laughs> moment where Kenta was in the corner and... Ishii is doing his forearm slaps. So forearm to the head, followed by slap to the chest. And he carried on, he carried on, and Kenta slumped. Ishii picked him up, did it again. Kenta slumped. Ishii picked, and just it carried on. And there was a wonderful camera shot as Ishii walked off as Ke- with, of Kenta facing, just wrapped in the second rope, looking out to the crowd, just with that look of, fuck me. Jesus. <laughs> Kenta's really came to his own as a heel. Now I don't know his history in Noah. I don't know. I've seen the matches, but I don't know the stories in Noah. So I don't know if he's ever been like a heel or like a, a heel in the heavyweight division. But he's currently probably the best heel in New Japan. Better than Switchblade? No, because we don't laugh at Kenta's antics. We sort of giggle a lot at Switchblade's antics. Like when he was going around the title, going, "No, Goto, no." <laughs> That was brilliant. (laughs) That was amazing. No, Goto! It's like, Tanahashi, you want to go? No, Tanahashi! It is amazing, but also you don't hate... I don't hate Jay White, whereas when Kenta pulls his bullshit, I do hate Kenta. Yeah, oh my god, it's amazing. (laughs) Oh, I'm still pissed if I said, No, Goto! Oh, anyway, um, this match, you've got your usual shenanigans and shit, um, which... <laughs> your normal shenanigans and shit. That is the voice of a man who had lost his train of thought because he didn't expect the laugh. Oh, that was, honestly, that was absolutely just incredible. <laughs> oh, right, anyway, so, bullshit happened, um, and we had another little tease of potentially what could happen at Wrestle Kingdom 14. Kenta attacked Shibata. Wasn't that in the IC match? Oh my god, it was. Oh my god, it was. Ignore that. Doesn't matter. Two go to sleeps. Ishii down. Kenta retains. Eight stars. Yeah, this is really really fun this is what the division should be not necessarily match of the year quality but like you're still of is he actually dead without the actual royal quest is he actually dead um yeah um i i really want to see um do you know who joe doring is yes um all japan yeah he's basically a modern day stan hansen right down to being a cowboy i want to see him in this division that would be incredible um but yeah, really, really good match. You are absolutely right. The more Kenta wrestles, the better he's getting. 
Um, and yeah, we are, especially with that striking, we are getting to that canter that was feared in Noah. And that's great uh, for this division. Like, but I remember, well, actually, no, this wasn't um, canter, it was Asuka, but I always thought they should have done it with canter whenever he was coming back. Um, where um, they, Asuka was feuding with Dana Brooke. And then the book is like, why am I going to be scared of Asuka? She's just someone who runs around with like face paint and a mask. And then William Regal put on a video of her, of Asuka kicking people. I thought I always thought they should have done that with Kenta, put him up against Adam Rose or something. Yeah, good job, Adam and Maid. By the way, have you seen Adam Rose nowadays? Oh, he looks like he's eating Adam Rose. The fucking unit, isn't it? He? He's an absolute <laughs> machine. What the fuck happened to him? Like, Adam Rose and, like, what Adam Rose was is, like, you versus the guy she tells you not to worry about. <laughs> it's it's absolutely insane. Absolutely insane. Match eight and the semi-main event was the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Championship match with the champion Will Ospreay defeating Bushi at 16 minutes and 20 seconds with the Stormbreaker. And Will Ospreay continues his run of putting on absolutely stellar matches, no matter who the fuck he's against, because this, Chris, was fucking great. This is really good. I thought my favourite part of the match wasn't actually a move. It was when Will Ospreay kissed the mist out of Bushi. Absolutely. Just, honestly, you looked at it and just went, that's absolutely incredible. And then you've got Will Ospreay just (laughs) smiling through the ropes. I was so happy because you don't get enough um, predatory homosexuality in wrestling nowadays. So... <laughs> okay, okay. But that should be a t-shirt. You don't. <laughs> a vote for me is a vote for the G and G one stands for gay. Oh my um... god, the G! <laughs> he came out in that shirt again. It doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. We'll go on to that in the main event because that shirt still makes me laugh. No, Goto. <laughs> 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 we're really lucky Garth's cancelled for later tonight or we keep saying it and you get very confused oh, he anyway would. he would um, yeah so, really really that was really genius good actually because like it sucked it out and then threw it back like this match wasn't because the best one in the world I think it's Bushi's injuries that sort of hold him back isn't it like he's not what he he once was because no, he was once the not... hottest heel he was once the hottest heel in the juniors He's nowhere near where he used to be. He can still put on very good matches, but he oh, now yeah. relies very much on gimmick to get him through matches. And he's he has been forgotten in a lot of ways in that junior yeah. division. He's he's the least interesting junior, like constant junior probably, so like I don't really blame anyone for forgetting him. Like at least Tiger Mask has, has like is Tiger Mask. Although I like we did mention this in the first one about um Young Lions being tipped to be the next Tiger Mask. I'm down with that. Um, yeah, Tiger that'd Mask, be quite cool. Because Tiger Mask is a very simple move set to begin with. So just teach them that and you're golden. Teach them the Tiger um, Driver and the Butterfly Suplex, you're fine. Yeah, and do... I, I, you know what I miss? I miss um, Tiger Mask one soul butts. He had really good soul butts. Hmm. Anyway. <laughs> this match. Cool. Um, I'll be honest, Chris, and there's a reason why we're sort of going over this match, and you'll see in a minute. Um... I gave this nine. I think that's a bit high. Really? I think you're. I think nine is really because you expected this match to be the pits. Well, not the pits. They expected it to be like a seven. Well, no, which... that's not true because they in the 
I don't know if it was Osprey's opening match of the best of the Super Juniors. They put on another classic, and we gave that eight, and this, I feel, was better than their best of the Super Juniors match. I feel it's about on par. Like, I can remember more from this just because of the, um, the kiss, which you need to put some fucking sex jazz music over. But I'm, I'm, I'm not going to try and shit all over your good score, because ultimately you, you run the website website and can do what you want but i i give it an eight at tops really okay all right well like, i'm gonna give it a nine because like you say it's this to the phantasma match um from king of pro wrestling i don't know if i have a slight bias because i'm not a, a massive fantas- fan okay when you compare it what else well when you compare it to the jay white white match which we gave a nine <clears throat> at the anniversary show yeah um I Which was spectacular. Oh, when you can when you compare it to a lot of the Osprey matches, like the Archer match, which we also gave a nine. Um, yeah, no, you have a good point. You have a good point. I think eight is fair. It's a high eight, but an eight, fair enough. I I feel really bad for shitting all of your enthusiasm for this match, but like the fact that the only thing we really can talk about is the. Kiss and beyond that is sort of a standard Bushi Osprey match. Yeah, all right, fair enough. Um, <clears throat> Will Osprey then cut a promo saying that he'd beaten every single junior and Which that he invited everyone to step up or anyone in the changing room to step up. And then a bomb appeared on the TV. But, but, but this was spoiled for me. I was so annoyed that this got spoiled. Yeah, it got spoiled it, for me as well. It wasn't even because I went on social media. I was at an event that day. And the guy next to me just went, oh, you two talk about how she returns. And the dude he was with was annoyed because he hadn't seen it yet. Just fucking... Anyway, so... I almost threw him over. (laughs) A bomb appeared. Daryl appeared. Hiromu Takahashi returned to an absolutely enormous reception. And... He just, he's back, and he cut a promo saying, people think I've got to be careful with how I'm wrestling. You know, people think I'm going to have to change my style. He then proceeded to wrestle himself and take ridiculous bumps. You thought Ric Flair doing this was fucking insane. He basically buckle-bombed himself. Twice in both corners, and then took an enormous flat-back bump. He did it on the floor as well. What the fuck is wrong with you? But then he stood, I... he did like a sort of Bray Wyatt crab thing on his head, which was brilliant because he was then just going to Will Ospreay, Mike, please. Mike, <laughs> please. Will Ospreay had to hold the mic to Takahashi's head upside down as he challenged Will Ospreay to a match, which I've just checked, was on the fourth of January, the opening night of Wrestle Kingdom 14. Oh my, my God, Chris. And just, I love it. I, I've mi- like We've talked about how much we missed him, but I didn't realise until he came at, back out how much we gen- I genuinely missed him. He's just He says, I'm going to make the junior division fun again. And, you know... I don't think the junior division hasn't been fun by any stretch of the imagination, but... It's the best Super Genius since I've started watching. Exactly. It was an outstanding best of the Super Genius, and everyone performed. There was no one who was shit. No one at all. 
Even Doki. Taka Mishinoku. Well, yeah, okay, Doki wasn't great, but he still managed to put on good matches. His match with Ren Narita was great. Yeah, um, Ren Narita. We can go on about Ren Narita. Anyway, so, yeah, just, but, like, Takahashi just has, he's the full package. He's and, just amazing. He really, really is. And we have and been waiting for so never, long for this. He never not doesn't try. Which I think is like is it's another it's an Osprey quality as well, but like he'll try and put on match of the night whatever card he's on. Yeah, absolutely. Like, uh, he had a, he I saw him actually live um against Mark Haskins and that was a great match. I mean you look you look at Hiromu's moveset, you put him against Will Osprey. The probably the wrestler of the year this year. Here's the thing: we we saw this match. We've seen what two or three times. Well, not no. We've seen this match twice, I believe. Uh, One Dominion time. 2018, and there was also a new beginning earlier in the year. Yes, and also the Fatal Four Way. If you want to count that, but right, yeah. This the fact that this match hasn't happened in a long time, and also the fact that the last break has effectively leveled up in the last year. Is this the moment? I mean, let's let's be blunt here. On the fourth of January, Takahashi's taking that belt. Yeah, like because again, Osprey's bound for everyone. There's no point in keeping it on him. No, and Hiromu returns after you know having broken his neck, and at one point, people, I mean, Meltzer reported that it was horrendous, and there was a chance he wouldn't wrestle again. And the fact that he's come back is absolutely fine and is going to go into a match with Will Ospreay to the absolute fanfare of everyone. He's built universally beloved. It just makes sense for him to take it just for those reasons. Never mind the fact that Will Ospreay has just had an absolutely outstanding G1. He's probably the MVP of the G1 aside from Ishii and is, is ready for the heavyweight division. The reason that he hasn't gone up is obviously because you hadn't got that person to step up. You hadn't got that, you know, that Kashida that you can fall back on. And now Hiromu's back, and Hiromu, he just is that person. He is that shining light in the junior division. Yeah, and there's a ton of, like, Dragon Lee is definitely a feud that needs to happen. Just don't do that fucking driver again. Oh, the Phoenix fucking Plex. Jesus. Yeah. Oh my god, that made me feel sick. Dragon Lee is far too short to be doing it. And to be fair, I don't think he's done it since. So I think he might have learned, but like he's too short to be doing that. Oh god. That's, oh, that move. Oh. But anyway, he's back. Hiromu's back. Amazing moment. My favourite moment of the night. And yeah, just brilliant. Uh, and it just topped off an amazing segment, amazing match. Really, really good. We then got to the main event of the night, which was... Go, go, go! <laughs> I have a question, Chris. Yeah. Did you know that the G in G1... But he wore a different shirt. I could swear because I remember noting down how disappointed I was by that shirt. It's not on him anymore. Oh, he did he? Bo- I thought he'd worn the shirt. No, it was just a go-go shirt. Oh <laughs> go- no! I know. But did you know that the G in G1 is for Goto, Chris? It's it's the worst shirt. <laughs> it's the which worst I wish shirt. Was available <laughs> without oh. having to. 
because I kind of want the shirt. Oh, it's just the worst. Anyway. What's, on that note, what's the best shirt? What's the best wrestling shirt? Um, I am slightly biased, but Bray Wyatt before The Fiend, yeah, he was buried in his room with Shy, but he had some good merch. He had a, yeah, I have a Bray Wyatt shirt, actually, that I got. I've told you about the Axe dude before, haven't I? Um, he gave me a shirt because he's a triple X, and he ordered an X because he thought he somehow went down two shirt sizes, which he hadn't, fat fuck. But gave it to me, so I have that, and it's probably the best WWE shirt I own. Other than Messina shirt. Messina shirt's great. Um, Johnny Gargano has some good shirts. Yeah, um, you know what my favorite one is? It's the Progress one that says, Sex Robots will one day be capable of murder. I know it's your favourite, darling. It's it's the best. I know. Honestly, I, only, I literally only asked so I can bring that by on my shirt. Anyway, main event, match nine. IWGP Intercontinental Championship match. The champion Switchblade Jay White defeating Hiroki Goto at 27 minutes and 40 seconds with the too Blade long. Runner. Too fucking long. <laughs> at least 10 minutes too long. That's the thing. There is a match on this card that desperately needs another five ten minutes, and a cat and the main event desperately needed less. So, yeah. But I have very little to say about this match. It was a Jay White Gouter match. We've seen a few of them now. We've seen three this year, and you know what? It's not quite as good as a G One match. No, not quite as bad as, as the Hinokuni match. So, I don't know. They their G one match I felt had more on the line. There was a surprise there. Also, Goto had a better shirt. And <laughs> True story. It's less of a fold on confusing the because of course Goto's not gonna be among the fucking four going for the double championship at Wrestle Kingdom. Of course fucking not. And because Jay White's the while I think Kent is a better heel, like you hate him more, we'll talk about that in a fucking second. But he's also the he's the biggest heel, and has really come and he's really found his style in the last year. Like um, last last year, he managed to learn to keep up with Yorokadi, Tanahashi, Joe This year, he's come into his own style. He has a very he's the most sadistic of the main bunch in New Japan. Yeah, and. He likes- He's, he can dress someone down. It's a very old school way of doing it. Actually, it's it's not like a Zack Sabre Junior. where it's like oh, it was like a British jostling for the tiniest bit of leverage. He'll he'll pinpoint a body part and go for it. I agree, and you know I love Switch by Jay White's matches because they are very. Um, what's the best way? of describing it. Um, it's very cerebral in the way yeah, he goes a, for it. It's become code for, like, Triple H Randy Orton. Yeah. So, <laughs> he's, like, he's, very, he's very precise in his movements. Now, Goto... Yeah, a single wasted movement in a good Jay White match. Exactly. Goto can be a very, very good competitor, as proved yeah, by his match with Shingo. No, he can be about a year ago. Well, his match with Shingo was great. He had a, he did have a good G1. Shingo's match with fucking Kojima was great. And again, look at the block Goto was in. Look at him when he was with a slightly uninteresting opponent. And he vastly underperformed. You know what I mean? Like, 
Anyone can have a great match with Goto. Not with Goto. Fuck. Anyone can have a great match with Ishii. Anyone can have a great match with... Basically, anyone can have a great match with Jay White now. Like, Jay White has a very easy-to-work style. Anyone can have a really good match with fucking Moxley. So, like, it's not... It's not fucking on Goto that he was having some really good matches in the G1. Because, honestly, if you're not having really good matches in the G1, fuck off. And people have. So... I I I think I'm more frustrated with Goto because of how he basically held that um, Neville Championship ransom last year, and it's taken a whole year to get to, to relevance again. He's this wasn't he's a... the almost boy, has isn't he? He's he's a gatekeeper almost now. No, that's the thing. He's a very, he's the Dolph Ziggler of New Japan, where like he's. He, he used to have really good days. He used to be vastly overlooked at 2016, his match with Kenny Omega. Mwah. But he's not going to have a serious title run, is he? He's bland, like not in a Yoshihashi way. Like, at least there's jokes to be made about Yoshihashi. The only real go to joke to be made is really a Jay White joke. And you really want to say it, don't you? No. I. I'm, I I'm controlling giggling. myself. I'm controlling myself. It's fine. I I heard you giggling. Um, <laughs> he's just he's nothing. He, he's nothing to me. Like Goto is. I'm trying to think of a musical equivalent. He's like Kings of Leon. Solid but unspectacular. Yeah, you know his hits are good. His hits are fine. But if you listen to his out, their albums, even get pretty fucking bored. Yeah, I'm with you. I mean, there were times in this match where I was leaning for my phone, and oh, I spent half this match. Yeah, it wasn't the greatest. I gave it seven. I, it was, I, I basically I had the choice while watching this was um, pay full attention or talk to this really boring girl on Tinder who says I look like Danny Warsnot and. I picked the girl. She's really dull. She I turned out to be a bit racist. That was fun. Um, nice. <laughs> not the worst, but just you gave it. You gave it a seven. I can't give it that because doing a seven out of ten, I'm not normally reaching for my phone. No, like I mean... I'm. I don't think it's failing match. I don't think it's four or anything. Like honestly, I think even giving it a five might be a bit harsh, but five is what I'm reaching for. Like honestly, I'm gonna give it a six because of the angles in this match, but that's about it. Speaking of the angles, so Jay White at this point is laid out. Goto is going for the victory. The ref is distracted by Gado. Kenta runs in, beats Goto. Now at this point, Shibata, who was on commentary on the Japanese commentary desk, he gets up on to basically beat the shit out of Gado. Um, and Kenta beats the shit again out oh, of Shibata. Now, uh, uh, you see what I mean about Kenta being a better heel? Because I fucking hated him. I like, could lay a thing on Shibata nowadays and I fucking hate you. Chris? Yes. Are we going to get this? I'm scared if it does happen. I guess, like, as much as as much as Kenta's stuff looks like it hurts, you're not taking a ton of bumps in a Kenta. You don't have to take a ton of bumps in a Kenta match. It's mostly kicks to the abdomen. 
So, like, I guess if Shibata was to have a match, this is a decent... Per- it's not like you're going against Ishii, who goes for the head. Like, Kenta very much works the body unless it's for GTS. Yeah. So, like, I guess that can work, and, like, it can be a lot of striking. You don't need to get a ton of bumps. Honestly, because I... Do, do we know the condition of Shibata? No. Like... I know we know he's at least in partial ring shape because he teaches in the dojo. Well, the LA dojo. We know nothing. Yeah, we do know nothing, Jon Snow. Um, <laughs> it makes it I, so I, tantalizing. It, I can't, no, that's the thing. I can't help when you mention it get caught up in ha- what Shibata was because Shibata. Oh my god! It's like fucking we terrifying. To, we need to get some Shibata matches in the classic. We do. Because he's just... He can't work well with everyone. He had a bit of a myth match with Kenny and Mega, but like... Oh my god. Like, that match with Okada before I knew what happened. Score of Genesis 2017. Yeah, and yeah, there's a reason, there's a big reason why people, like grown men, were in tears when he came back. Because he's fucking beloved, and he's amazing, and he's one of those people who never got his fair shake, partly because he left the company, but you would sort of get the feeling with his match with Okada that he was going to have a run afterwards. You know, like, you have a match like that, and you can't not. But... I want... You know what it's like? If if he is honest to God ready, and he is honest to God, like, no risk... Well, I was about to say no risk whatsoever, but this is wrestling. If there's as limited a risk as there can possibly be, then I'm really hyped for this. You know what it's like? You know when Daniel Bryan came back? Yeah. And every time he took a bump, he was squint. You were like, ah. Like, you couldn't quite get comfortable before Daniel Bryan taking a bump. But now that he's about a year and a half back into it, almost two years now back into his comeback, and you're just sort of like, yeah, cool. Um, I don't know. I... If I know he's fine, I'll be hype. But like until then, if this does happen, I'm scared for him. But then again, he's done his drop kick, so like that's a partial bump. But like every move that's happened to him, he hasn't taken a bump, so we don't actually know if he can. I mean, he went into the guardrail, didn't he? He did, but like you can brace yourself for that. Yeah. Like I, I could, I could throw myself against the wall and not fully hurt. Me. Well, maybe not me. But... <laughs> I would love to see you try that. Um, anyway, I would love to see this. Again, and we've said this before in this podcast, New Japan don't do things for no reason. If if there wasn't a chance of Shibata, Shibata. wrestling, they wouldn't be doing this. You say, you say, say that. There isn't out. Shibata could bring someone else in. Maybe, but you do this angle, Shibata brings someone fucking amazing in. Well, that's the thing, because Shibata has no tie, so bring in Marafuji. Imagine, imagine Shibata standing on the entrance ramp, Kenta waiting, Shinsuke Nakamura. Don't fucking... Just just imagine for a second. It's not going to happen, obviously, but just imagine... Like, I would get an erection so far that you could probably stroke it from Stoke. But... I am doing. 
It'd just be amazing, though, wouldn't it? I don't know why you dangled that in front of me, Rob, because you know what my feelings on Nakamura, and you knew that the other night I spent most of it drinking and watching up Shinsuke Nakamura matches, getting really sad about the current state of Shinsuke Nakamura. I don't know why the fuck you do this to me, Rob, because I'm really sad now. <laughs> anyway, Jay White finishes off Goto with the Blade Runner, retains, and then gets onto the mic. And what we have, or what is led no, to... No, Goto! <laughs> no, Goto! <laughs> No, 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 Goto! <laughs> what it leads to is... So, ba- basically, so I, I can hit, I'll let you have the laugh. So, um, Goto... No, go, fuck. Um, White starts talking, and then the champions come out. So, like, first... Um, Naito, I think, it came out, and then it was Bushi, and then it was Okada. No, Okada! But, um... Then, oh, hell broke loose, basically. And I remember, I, I like how Chris Charlton explained it. Well, Cardin doesn't want this to happen because why would he want the silver, the silver medal when he has gold? That is true. However, that that, that thing where Go- Okada turned to, ta- to Naito and went, I remember the vote a few years ago. <laughs> oh, and there was such an oh moment. It was brilliant. It look well. It has officially been announced that we have got a rush for the gold. Now, what that yeah. means is we are getting that two-day tournament. Now, on the fourth of January, what that means is that there will be an IWGP Intercontinental Championship match between Jay White and Tetsuya Naito, and there will be an IWGP Heavyweight Championship match between Okada and Ibushi. That's on night one. On night two, then. The two winners of that championship, or the two winners of the heavyweight and the intercontinental championship, will then face on night five, on night two, the fifth of January, <laughs> night five, to basically become the first ever double champion. Oh my god, this could be good. Yeah, I can only think of one satisfying way to book it though. Naito wins. Naito wins and beats Okada. That's the only satisfying way to do it. Surely that's why they've done it. Surely. Yeah, but also, to be fair, that's probably the match I'd be most excited for because I never want to see Naito and Ibushi touch again after Dominion. <laughs> yeah, we, we, we've we seen that match quite a lot. It's not just that. They almost, they've almost they built a feud around it escalating and they've escalated to a point where Ibushi almost got decapitated. So, yeah, there I, was that. <laughs> And then what coach did a massive stink piece from using someone who barely watches New Japan. Fuck off. Um, there's less horrific injuries in New Japan than there is in fucking WWE. So. You think Naito's winning this then? No, it's the only... I, I'm saying it's the only satisfying way to do it. New Japan booking tends to be satisfying, not necessarily in the moment, but in a very roundabout way. But then again, we've already had the cock tease with Naito two years ago. So what you're saying is, because the losers will also face off in a singles match on the 5th of January, which I think is a bit of a, you know, bronze medal sort of thing. Um, mm-hmm. So you're saying Jay White is going to be in that match because Naito's going to beat him for the IWGP Intercontinental No, Okada has to win so, as well. Like, as much as I want Ibushi to be champion, because Ibushi is probably my favourite, Okada... Like, 
the way the story's been built, Naito has to beat Okada for the belt. Yeah, because of Wrestle Kingdom like, 12 and everyone, everyone thinking that and believing that Naito was going to win it and it being Naito's time. There is not a single person, I don't care what you watch or who, you know, what you enjoy in your wrestling, there is not a single man who is more over than Naito at Wrestle Kingdom 12. No, exactly. And um, like, maybe, like, when you consider that the card that had Omega and Jericho on it, when Omega was actually bringing people to New Japan, and that, okay, it's sort of like, you know, it's like, it's like David Starr and Walter, where Okada is sort of this obstacle for Naito, and Naito spent the last sort of two years finding himself um, with mediocre feud with Suzuki. And I don't know, like, I kind of. Because Naito is the one who's been throwing this idea about. Naito has somehow got himself back into this. He's, in terms of, like, deserving to be there in kayfabe, he's the Dark Horse. Because he's lost to every single person in this match in the last year. Apart from Okada. Okay, fair enough. I forgot he has another match with Okada this year. Sorry. Um, but, like, he's lost to everyone in this in the recent future. And he's beaten right. No, he hasn't. He hasn't beaten White. Uh, no, White's beaten him awesome. twice. And he, he, I guess he won this feud with Abushi, but Abushi still beat him. It's going to be interesting. It is going to be interesting. And I, I, again, I, I say it's the only satisfying way to do it. Again, New Japan booking tends to be satisfying in a roundabout way, more than in the moment. Like... Which I, which I do appreciate, but also Ke- Kenny Omega won the title right when it felt like he should. Yes. Now, right. Okay, no. I'm I'm going to leave it there because until we get a few more details and a few, you know, a few more undercard tags, especially World Tag League Final and the Road to the Dome, we'll, we'll look a bit more at it. But at the moment, because I have been a few more matches announced... The card at the moment, for the 4th of January, you have got the Jushin Thunder Liger retirement match one, the tag match with the Legends. You have got the aforementioned uh, Rush for the Gold, should we call it, matches one and two, which is the Intercontinental Championship match and the Heavyweight Championship match. You've also got the Junior Heavyweight Championship match with Osprey and Takahashi. On the 5th, you have got the finals of those matches. So you've got um, the double championship match and you've got the losers match. Um, And then you've got the Tanahashi-Jericho match. That has been made official for January the 5th. And then you have got the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Tag Team Championship match. It will just be a straight-up tag match between ELP and Ishimori and Rapongi 3K. That alone would be a really good Wrestle Kingdom. Yes, it would. I mean, I I have no idea how this tag league's gonna go, um, or who's gonna win to it. Fair, I, I I will take a one naff tag match if it means that fucking card. Because Jesus Christ, what a card! Like especially with like Naito and Jay White. Like Jay White near the end of the G one was such a surprise in how much his match quality improved. Like that his two matches with Naito have been nines. And then this match with Ibushi was like a definite, like it's weird, it's a definite 10, but also not a match of the year contender. It's so weird. 
how good wrestling has been this year. <laughs> no, I know what you mean. Um, we do have two ma- uh, two shows. Sorry, uh, coming up this weekend, one on Saturday and one on Monday. Um, the New Japan Showdown shows from San Jose, Los Angeles. So what we'll do is we'll just read you through these cards. Only one of them will be on New Japan World, and this is the one on Saturday the 9th. Um, the one on the 11th, which is Monday, New Japan have actively encouraged people to film 30-second GIFs and or little videos and put them all over social media so people can see it. So that to me tells me it's never going on world either. But if you look at the card, it's not really anything you're going to miss. So the first one, this is tomorrow. This will be on world with Kevin Kelly providing English commentary. This is in San Jose, the San Jose Civic Center. Okay. Um, in the first match, you've got Ren Narita versus Alex Coughlin or Coughlin. I don't know how he pronounced it, but there you go. Uh, second match, you have got Aaron Solo and Jushin Thunder Liger taking on Colt Cabana and Tori Yano. Third match, you have got Clark Connors and Carl Fredericks taking on El Desperado and Suzuki. Fourth match, you have got TJP, Juice Robinson, Tomohiro Ishii taking on Bushi, Sonada and Evil. Uh, you've got a six-man tag then. Fifth match with Rocky Romero, Yo and Hiroki Goto taking on Jado, Taiji Shimori and Kenta. Sixth match, you've got a British Cruiserweight Championship match with <laughs> El Fantasmo taking on show. That'd be good. That would be a that. very good match. Um, United States Heavyweight Championship match with Lance Archer in his first defense against David Finley. Honestly, if that goes like a, um, like, what, like what was a King of Pro Wrestling and a bit of American bollocks match, probably fun. Yeah, definitely. Um, then you've got a tag team match with Shingo and Naito taking on Chase Owens and Jay White. And finally, the main event is the team of Okada and Osprey taking on Ibushi and Amazing Red. Oof. That is Oof. a very tasty main event. Very nice. Very nice. Now, Okada. <laughs> If you would like to, te- if I, if you'd like me to tell you the card for the Globe Theater in Los Angeles, which is the eleventh, that's not going on well because the Globe Theater is such a fucking pretty building. PWG's tubes there, and it's great. Well, you've got the first match is TJP Amazing Red taking on Aaron Solo and Alex Zane. Less tasty, but still kind of tasty. Uh, Cabana and Yano taking on Alex Coffin and Carl Fredericks. Yeah. Uh, Clark Connors, David Finley, and Juice Robinson taking on the team of Desperado, Lance Archer, and Minoru Suzuki. Yeah. Uh, Rem- uh, Rocky Romero and Tomohiro Ishii taking on Sonata and Evil. That could be tasty. That could be quite tasty. A Rocky's s- taking both. A singles match with Kota Ibushi and Ren Narita. That's fucking random. Uh, Six-man tag team action between Sho and Yo, Hiroki Goto taking on the Bullet Club team of Phantasmo, Ishimori, and Kenta. Um, a six-man tag is your main event in the seventh match with Bushi, Shingo, and Naito taking on Gato, Chase Owens, and Jay White. Gato's in the fucking main event? Yeah, there is no Okada, no Tanahashi, um, and you've got Jay White and Naito in the main event. Oh, that's, I, I, I feel sorry for anyone going to that one. Well, not sorry. It's still gonna, probably going to be a fun like of live wrestling, but like... Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, those are the cards, Chris. Opinion? Yeah, that's fine. Yeah. Um, the first night especially, we had some really tasty matches. 
But like for like for for one of the nights on the first night would be make for a decent um new beginning. My big question to you, Chris, is with the World Tag League starting in eight days as we record. People are going to be burnt out. Do we need these shows? We don't need these shows, definitely not. No. like, And it kind of shows in the sort of thrown-together nature of them. And No, they're definitely not necessary, but also Tag League is an overall necessary. So. That is true. We're, we're, we are in the doldrums of New Japan. Ah, post-power struggle, so. Right. As it stands now, 8th of November, who is your World Tag League pick? Kokobama and Toyana. You're an idiot. Who is your <laughs> World Tag League pick? This one's bad as when I pick the Manhattan model. Um, yeah, true. Finjuice, fuck it. I think, yeah, I think it is probably going to be Finjuice. But for the sake of choosing someone different, um, I'm going to go Ishii and Yoshi Hashi. I think there's a nice storyline there. It's nice enough, I fucking guess. (laughs) And on that negative note, ladies and gentlemen, we have reached the end of our podcast. Thank you so much for listening we'll be joining you again next week at your usual time and we'll be going through the events very 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 briefly of the um super super showdown the new japan showdown show on world and then we'll be going through some more classic matches for you in the meantime you can check out the website www.podmania.co.uk you can check out our pay-per-view pickums you can check out our match rating archive including power struggle 2019 you can check us out on twitter at, at podmania and on facebook at the same address you can also subscribe to us on any podcast platform whatsoever on a monday at 7 p.m gmt we will be giving you a new episode every week of our wwe 2k19 and 2k20 universe mode on a wednesday at 10 p.m gmt will be the young lion cast and on a saturday at 2 p.m gmt it will be the pod mania podcast you can talk to me on twitter at, at real rob goodwin chris where can they find you um, at Candy Chris ninety seven for now, but I am seeing. I'm, I am trying to change my Twitter name to a variation of No Goto. <laughs> no Goto. Um. Anyway, thank you so much for listening, guys. <laughs> no Goto. But- no. Someone's taking No Goto. Oh, thank you so much for listening, guys, and we'll talk to you guys again soon.